Success, I don't like that term for two reasons. I think success is, um, it seems like there's a finish line. Like I made it, here's your medal, check the box, done. And that's not what we're doing. This is the infinite game, it's going forever. And who knows, maybe in 30, 40, 50 years, they extend people's lives by 100 years. Mm -hmm. Well, holy crap, imagine if you thought you were done <laughs> at age 65 and now you have to keep going. I'm not saying you have to work forever, but you better be growing and honing your skills forever. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, Ben. What's up, Patrick? How are you today? I'm good. Today we are going to talk about something that um, perhaps we should have done earlier. We're about 70 episodes into uh, into this podcast, and I don't know that we've ever really sat down and talked about what it means to chase excellence. Unless we do it every week. Unless we do it every week, but we've never- Defined sort of it, and, like, exactly. put it in a nice, neat little box. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So we started talking about, we started talking about some ideas, and they sort of came back down to, well, what we're talking about is just talking about chasing excellence and what that means. Mm -hmm. um, so- Let's just let's just do that. Let's just talk about what it is you mean when you say chasing excellence. Where do you start to think about what that means? So it's a it's big, right? It's a big yeah. elusive like um star in the sky that we're walking towards and it's um it, it's intangibles and it's gray. So I like um, I, I like to define things. I like to define things in my life. I like to define things for myself. Um, and it's I've part to, of why you were attracted to CrossFit because yeah, it right, exactly, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly right. So um, I, I've put my own definition to what I believe um, chasing excellence is, and that is um, ridiculous work ethic coupled with fanatical attention to detail while putting first things first. So there's kind of three pieces of that. Yeah. Breaking that down, um, ridiculous work ethic. So that's kind of like, that, that, that's kind of, that's hungry. That's being the hardest work in the room. It doesn't take a lot of breaking that one down. It's just like work really hard. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be pursuing excellence without working hard in my mind. So you, you got to put in the hours. But it's not a matter of just being the first one to the office and the last one to leave. It's more than just putting in pure grunt work. It takes a, a, a certain attention to the finer points. Um, and that is the fanatical attention to details. So while we certainly want to be working on everything, the details matter. And if you think about like um, a restaurant, if you go to a phenomenal restaurant, or any business really, but let's use the restaurant as an example. The ones that are pursuing excellence are doing all of the tiny little things right. Yes, the food is delicious. And yes, the people are incredibly gracious and um, personable. And yes, the music is just, but all those little tiny things. So, you know, Danny Myers and the, uh, actually it wasn't him, but um, there's that show Seven Days Out. We might've talked about this on the show. We haven't actually, but. Oh, it's so uh, great. You may have mentioned it actually. It's on, it's a Netflix. It's a Netflix like thing, series, seven, days, right? yep. seven Days Out. Um, and one of the episodes is seven days out from opening, um, I think it's Union Square, no, Mad whatever, one of their great restaurants. And it got voted the best restaurant in the world. Mm. 
Um, it was Danny Myers. Oh. Uh, but he or, used to own it. That's what he, he used to okay. own it, gotcha, but gotcha. It's, he sold it. And these two guys work it up to the, be the best restaurant in the world. And um, just like, ex, like oozing excellence everywhere, right? And one of the things that they do is, I mean, it's everything from the 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 actual like the the amount of attention they pay to like the the temperature I'm putting that in air quotes of the lighting like yeah. is it a warm is feel it, is it a yeah. cool feel it's like they don't just turn the lights on right. they don't just plug in light bulbs but the best one I found is that I kind of love is um if you were to and no one does this but if you were to after you ate your meal flip over the plate everyone at the table would have there's um the name of the restaurant engraved on the bottom of the plates it would always be facing you perfectly hmm. no one sees that mm -hmm. but the idea is the chef is or whoever i mean it's not yep. the chef the, the plater the person that puts the yep. food on the plate is setting that up in such a way that this is how it should be presented to the customer and then the wait staff is making sure so it's this attention to detail it's steve jobs whose father was a cabinet maker, his dad used to finish the backsides of the cabinets, even though they were going up against the wall and no one would ever see it. But he knew it. It was his fanatical attention to detail. Steve Jobs used to make sure that the inside of the phones, which no one would ever see, were beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's that fanatical attention to detail. But here's my kind of like precursor and like um, asterisk that whole thing. Ridiculous work ethic coupled with fanatical attention to detail while putting first things first. So if you don't, the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. If you're not setting priorities around what is most important, what's going to move the needle the most, you could really geek out about the back of the cabinets. But if you're not making the rest of the thing even better, if you're not um, treating your customers well, mm -hmm. if you don't build a strong team around you, it doesn't matter how nice the back of the cabinets are. So it's making sure that first things first is in place. The main thing is the main. The way to say that is, um, it's probably stealing from Covey type stuff, is we could be like climbing the ladder really fast and putting in tons of work. But what if our ladder is leaning up against the wrong wall? You got to make sure it's up against the right wall and then we can put the work in and really make sure that everything is in the right place where it's supposed to be. That to me is what it means to chase excellence. Mm -hmm. The The thing that we do personally, uh, we do in from our business to make sure that we're putting first things first is we prioritize um, our areas of focus. And that is first and foremost is our team, our staff, our employees. Those are the most important people that we're gonna put our fanatical attention to detail and ridiculous work ethic towards. We're gonna develop and give them everything we have. Our second area of focus is our members, delivering them the best hour of the day. This was a paradigm shift for me a few months or a year ago or so where that shifted because I used to think customers always right and all that stuff. I've since realized it's about developing the team first. So having these priorities in place really helps dictate for us how to chase excellence. Mm -hmm. Our third one after our team and after our members is um, our community. And that is both the local community, the neighbors on our streets, both the greater community, Natick, the town that we are in. I'm speaking about the yep. gym business. Yep. Um, and then um, bigger than that is the CrossFit community and delivering and make sure that our reputation and people feel good about us in their community.
Our fourth after that is our partners. So it's our vendors, people we do business with, like Noble and Fuel Fire and Kill Cliff and Ascent Protein, Paleo Power Meals and things like that. And then last on that list is profits. Mm-hmm. And I know you like this term, but the, the idea behind that is if we're playing the infinite game, if we're playing the long game, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because if I put my resources, my time and my energy into my team, then my members will have a better experience because we have right people leading it. And if that happens, and we take care of all those things in order, the profits will take care of themselves for the long haul. But if we flip the script, which everyone on Wall Street has to do, yep. because they're playing the finite game with an endpoint, which is quarterly earnings. Mm-hmm. They have to report their quarterly earnings. If they don't match expectations, the value to their shareholders falls. So they are playing a very, very different game where profits has to be number one. It doesn't have to be. Some people are playing the infinite game. Apple computers being one of them has figured this out. Um, but that to me is like what chasing excellence means. Mm-hmm. Fanatical attention detail, ridiculous work ethic while putting first things first. You know, it's a, those are the examples for business. In my personal, it's the same type of thing. If you prioritize things, make sure you have the ladders lean up against the right wall. It helps you really help to chase excellence, which is for me, it's family first. Mm-hmm. So it goes family. Then after that, after family, it goes this might sound weird. It might sound selfish. It goes me. Because if I take care of me, then I can take care of which is third, which is my team, my athletes, and so on. But if I don't grow myself, if I don't get my own sleep, if I don't am not healthy, if I'm not mentally clear, like I can't well rested. Yeah, I that. can't be taking care of my team because I'm not optimal. Yeah. If I'm operating at a at a 50%, the best any of those guys can get is 50% of the best of Ben. So family does come first. If it means like staying up late because of something, like the obvious one would be like, okay, someone is, one of my family members is sick. Like I'm going to get up and I'm not going to sleep. But um, after that, it's taking care of me. Then it's taking care of my team and my athletes. And then after that, it goes business and so on. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is just me, but... Um, Profits, economic gain, and all that stuff doesn't, it's not even on the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's about, like, yep. I just don't even, um, I haven't checked my bank account in over a year. And that's <laughs> not because I'm, I, I'm super quote unquote successful. It's because mm-hmm. it does, I don't care. <laughs> um, where to begin? That was, that was a lot. Uh, the, the first thing that popped into my head is we just had a conversation in a previous episode about, um, the changes of CrossFit and the CrossFit games. And the, and the thing, one of the things you said when you were talking about the sort of the infinite game and the, and the finite game, uh, what popped in my head was because Coach Glassman is not financially yeah. beholden to anybody, he gets to make decisions that sort of, as you alluded to, in the short term are going to be tough. Yeah. And they are tough because he's, he's flexible enough or he's got the freedom to say, I'm not doing this for next month or next year. Even if we take a hit, I'm doing it for five years, 10 years, 12 years from now. So for whatever reason, I, I, I wanted to mention that. The, the, the question that I have is, or, or more the sort of trying to peel it back a little bit is, is what's more important to you or to this idea? Is it the, is it the excellence or is it the chasing of excellence? So you've defined Love excellence it. nicely. Yeah. But I know you well enough to know that you're not 
well, maybe maybe it's a better question is where like where when you think about it, where what part of that are you really thinking about? Yeah. So um, I get excited about that question. <laughs> um, so it's not about being excellent because excellent is an arbitrary term. What is excellent to you is not what's excellent right. to me. What's not excellent to me in five years. So it's relative to where you are right now. If I, I don't think uh, it's, so the quick answer is it's about the pursuit, mm -hmm. right? So I love the quote. It, maybe it's not about the dream. Maybe it's about who we becoming in pursuit of the dream, mm -hmm. right? It's about the process of chasing the dream and who we become by doing that. It's not about the dream itself. So we're always a work in progress. And it's about the pursuit as much as it is about excellence. And almost you could almost fill in a different word and just be like, just chase, mm. just go. So we're in a really different position than we were five years ago. Well, five years from now, we're going to be in a really different position, I hope. Like right. my nightmare is that like five years from now, I'm in the same spot. Like, and that's not because I'm not happy, fulfilled, or satisfied, or where I want to be. I am, but I want to be growing all the time. I want to be pursuing more. So, and that when I say me, I mean my businesses yep. and my employees and my athletes and everything else. And your family. And it, exactly. Yeah. So it's this constant um, um, chase. It's this constant pursuit. It's this. It's which means by default you're constantly in a bit of a struggle. Mm. You're constantly um, stretching yourself to learn. You're not complacent. Complacent, you know, in that spectrum of complacency to excellence, it's they're at opposite ends. Complacency is like, ah, oh, we built it. Hopefully they come and they show up. Mm -hmm. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights off. We open the doors and they walk in. You know, whereas. Competency is something where in the middle where you have some level of skills, you care, but you're also probably don't have a lot of awareness in the shortcomings. You haven't put the effort in to figure out where it is you could do better. And if you find something that would take a lot of effort, you kind of are really weighing and measuring if it's worth it. Excellence is we've already defined it, that constant pursuit, that strive, that work ethic, that, that um, digging into the details of everything while figuring out what's most important and gonna move the needle the most. Um, I strongly believe it's about who you become in chasing excellence or success or happiness or whatever it is those things are. It's not about becoming it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Vince Lombardi quote, which, you know, um, Gentlemen, we will chase perfection knowing full well it is unattainable, but if we um, chase perfection, we may harness excellence. I kind of like that. I think he's using those terms a little bit um, differently maybe than I am, but that's kind of the idea. Like chase something that you'll never get to the finish line. You will never, ever get there. It's a constant moving target. And we kind of know this in terms of goals, mm -hmm. right? So we've talked about goals on, on this podcast before and how whether you like it or not, they're a moving target. And we've seen and we know that happiness is not on the other side of goal achievement. So when people get out of school, they want to get a job, right? And they get a job and they're like, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. And when I make $100,000 a year, I will be quote unquote happy or successful. And then they reach that milestone and they're not, maybe they like go out and celebrate with beers with their buddy for the raise or for hitting that milestone, but it's short lived and it's gone, it's fleeting. 
that happiness does not last. And they very quickly, depending on the goal and depending on the person, very quickly recalibrate their goals for another horizon that they're going to shoot for. And they're going to try and make a quarter million dollars and then more and more. So it's happiness is not on the other side of achievement. So what we need to be able to do is find happiness or fulfillment or whatever that might be in the process of chasing that goal. So the chase of betterment itself is actually what we should be striving for. That's what we're trying to do is try to become the person who tries to become. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big mental unlock for people once they figure that out. But it's hard to figure that out. It's hard to figure out that what the yeah, goal of all the effort isn't the accomplishment. Because that's because what that says is you're never done yeah. striving. You're never done working. You're never done uh, putting fanatical detail or you know paying fanatical detail to what it, whatever it is you're, yep. you're doing. And a lot of people, that's a frightening prospect, right? The idea of school is to get done with school for a lot of people. Right. How do you start? How did you, maybe is a better question, how did you start to think about the chase being more important than, again, and we can, we can use whatever word it is on the other end of that. It's success, it's fame, it's money, it's, yeah. blah, it's excellence, whatever it is. How did you start to think about the chase being more important than the, than the, the result? I think we've been lied to. I, th I think that society has um, sold us a story that's not true. The story they've sold us is if you go to school and you get good grades, you'll get into a good college and university. If you succeed at that college or university, you'll get out and you'll get a good job. If you succeed and you get a good job and you work hard there, you'll get the, the house in the suburbs with the BMW, the pretty wife, the white picket fence, and the 2.5 kids or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Then you'll live that happy life and retire at age 65 and kick it in Florida until, you know. Until you kick it. Until, yeah, <laughs> you, you kick it till you kick it. <laughs> Man, that's sad to me. Mm. That's just like, so what do we, by that definition, the thing that we're waiting for is until we can kick it till we kick it. So we're deferring everything that happiness, that fulfillment, we're deferring that finish line till we're 65. And then when we're 65, if we haven't paid attention to the right things and checked if the ladder is up against the right wall when we get to 65, we don't have the things that might actually lead to fulfillment. Instead, what we've done is we've chased society's definition of success, not our own. So I think what we need to do is peel that back a little bit and say, let's, a, let's remove that word success because success is like, when people hear that, I know like, okay, maybe you're more enlightened than the rest of us. Most of us, when they hear the word success, a dollar sign pops up. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's sad. Because there, there's been studies that show, and I don't know how that after, and I'm sure this has a lot to do with where you live. And obviously if you're, you know, in, in you know, a rural area and that versus, you know, Silicon Valley or New York City. But there's studies that show that once you reach $70,000, 
you don't get any more happiness from income. Mm-hmm. That's enough to pay for all your necessities and anything after that does not buy happiness. What creates happiness, and I'm not even a fan of the word happiness, we can talk about that in a second, but what actually does is experiences and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about vacations when I say experiences. I'm talking about um, mostly growing and becoming something better. That's what this is about. It's about you grow. As a human being, that's what we are put on earth. We are put here to evolve and become something better than we entered. Every single generation in the history of the world has left the world, that doesn't make this, <laughs> but over the long enough timeline, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's like, I get it, like some people left in the middle of a, a world war, that's not great. But over a long enough timeline, the world continues to be a safer, more productive, better place to live. You know, there's less disease, there's less war, there's less violence. There's less. We have never lived, and I know it doesn't seem like it, we have never lived in a safer world than we are right now. Now, it doesn't seem like that because somebody gets stabbed, you know, for, you know, you know, six hours away and you hear about it immediately. That didn't, that didn't happen. Something happens across the world and you hear about it immediately. That just didn't happen. What's happened is we've connected more. We, information shared more. So it seems like we're not there, but we are. This is the, the world has never been a better place to live than we are right now. If we chase the happiness, not um, if, if first if we chase it and we don't just look at there's these milestones to get to and there's what happiness is going to be. I got into college. I got the job. I got, I don't know, retired. <laughs> like that's a sad thing. Let's let's find let's find joy in the pursuit of it. And we talk about this with you know the games athletes that I train. It's like you guys like when when you finish on the podium, like it feels really good for a little bit, but if you got to enjoy the journey because that doesn't last, it's got to be something more. Why do you think folks are so susceptible to this? You know, as you said, you know, society is sort of selling us one, one version of it. Why is that version so attractive that so many people are willing to sort of stake their, stake their, their, their lives on trying to make it happen? What, what about quote unquote success is so blinding. I think that um, listen, money's money's great. It brings a lot of more opportunity. So I think that that's what people see is if I create more earning power, if I have more resources, I have more availability to do things. Um, so I think that's what we've been sold. Mm-hmm. It, you can buy a nicer car, take her nicer vacations, get a bigger home, um, have all better clothes and better pocketbook and your status will grow and your other people will look up to you. But they're not figuring out what makes them happy. I feel like we've been sold that story over and over again through like, I mean, right, you know, Early, early, early on, that's the message we've been told. That's why you should get good grades because you're getting a good call. I mean, the whole thing is in line. Instead of what sets you on fire? Mm-hmm. What really what really makes you happy? 
when you get to the end of your days, what are you going to look back on? Are you going to look back and have a really fulfilled life? Or did you just kind of, were you a leaf being blown in the wind by someone else's, so was mm-hmm. someone else pulling the, the strings mm-hmm. and telling you this will make you happy? We were talking before we started recording about Bodhi and he's about to turn eight. He's your son. Seven. Seven. He's about to turn eight or is he? He's about he, to turn seven. He's about to turn seven. Yeah. And we were just talking about sort of like him becoming a real person soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, how are you going to make sure as, you know, as he becomes, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 14, 15, how are you going to make sure that he sees chasing as the goal and not success or fame or popularity or whatever? Like, yeah. what is it that you can do? You know, as you said, it starts really early. So that means you have to start to combat it really yeah. early. <laughs> right. So how do you do that? How, how can we do that? in a way to at least balance out that that message that he's going to receive and that all our kids are going to receive receive as they get older so that at least they're exposed to the notion that there's there's that you can you can try to get to or or there's there's this other path. Well, you know it's it's funny there's there's Bodhi who's like entering this mm-hmm. and then there's Maya right who's in college and is like that's like the smack t- so Maya was you know Maya and people yep. that may have listened to this have, have met my uh, my stepdaughter Maya who's a freshman um, at college and man like she's the real deal she's a phenomenal human being and I thought that like it's like she just like got this I totally <laughs> thought she got it yeah um but being in college she's wrapped into it mm. and like this person that like is so fulfilled by teams and people and um loves like athletics like 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 insanely like captain of three sports like um on all these leadership things um she's getting pulled into like she's like i think i want to do investment banking Hmm. Uh, and it's like (laughs) um i'm for it i'm gonna support if she wants to do it i'm supporting because i think that any experience you're gonna learn from and grow and be better for it um but man, it's like I know why she's thinking that. Mm. I actually, I've, I've, I don't know. I've, I've an, um, a hunch right. why she's thinking that. It's because, and she talks about. It. She's like, I, I can make so much more money if I go into investment banking than if I become a coach. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, like it's amazing the power of the herd. Mm. You know that they they can pull hard. So. Um, I don't know if we can combat it. I think that because I thought we were doing it with her. <laughs> right. Um, I still don't know what she'll do. And the I, problem is you let her go to college. Right. So that you, was the mistake. <laughs> well, here's the thing. On I mean, we could we could take a real tangent here about college, but um, you know, my real quick tangent would be um, I would wager to bet that 50 percent of colleges don't exist in 15 years. Yeah. I I probably bet earlier than that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm with you on that. It used to be a massive competitive advantage. And that's why, that's why people need to go to college. Um, when you heard in our generation, like he dropped out of college, mm-hmm. like, what'd you think? Yeah. Like substance abuse right. issues. Right. Now you hear like, he dropped out of college. What do you think? He's like, you're like, started a business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he started a business. He's yeah. entrepreneur. He's too smart for college to <laughs> better. Like, it's not like, it's amazing, like yeah. all the, the the serial, all the amazing entrepreneurs, the disruptive people, like all of them are dropping out of college. It's interesting. I mean, it relates very much to this idea of chasing that you've been talking about because college was great 
because it doesn't, it, it delays the point by which you have to be responsible for that process, right? Of figuring yourself out and- um, Four and, years yeah. and a quarter million dollars later. Yeah, and what's interesting is that as we see colleges sort of go away, the, the people who are going to, you know, either because people are just like, it's just too expensive or because it's not valuable, whatever it is, the people who are going to rise to the top when you take the Harvard degree out of the, out of the equation are the people who are figured out at least their own personal version of this idea of chasing yeah. excellence, right? Because that's because when you don't have guidance counselors and teachers saying, here's your reading for the week, when you're responsible for that sort of growth and that sort of understanding. Here's, is, here's that thing on, on the college. I love that. Is like, imagine like if I was hiring somebody and someone was like, I spent f f last four years at Boston College, yep. great school. Yep. You know, I was a marketing major um, at Boston College. Like, cool. Imagine somebody else said like, I spent the last four years traveling around the world. I hit 72 different countries and I have um, um, eight to a year's worth of experience at these four different companies mm -hmm. where I was in marketing. These two as interns, these one as a, um, a marketing admin, and this one was I was director of marketing for social media for this brand. Yep. Or I started my own marketing company while I was in Bali. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that. Like you can, I mean, it's just, it's going to go away because if people want to learn and become an expert in something, they're not going to get it through a gen ed at a, at a, at a college where they're learning about history and all these other things. They're going to become specialists earlier, just like they have in athletics, mm -hmm. where kids are now being recruited for D1 schools in eighth grade. Well, it's going to be the same thing through this business type thing where, and we can, pros or cons on both both sides, right? Like of course. you're going to miss the experience and all the growth of, yep. of socialization and the amazing experience that is college. I'm not against college for college's sake. Um, actually, I am against college for college's sake. I'm, I'm not against college for other reasons, right. like the emotional growth yep. and the, the friendships and the social experiences um, and allowing yourself those four extra years to figure out what you want to do and all those mm -hmm. things. But um, to pull it back a little bit, um, I, I think that if somebody early on can figure out what makes them fulfilled, and to me it's, you know, we kind of bounce the word between like three words we kind of use, just like success, happiness, and fulfillment. Yeah. Um, success, I don't like that term for two reasons. I think success is, um, it seems like there's a finish line. Like I made it, here's your medal, check the box, done. And that's not what we're doing. This is the infinite game, it's going forever. And who knows, maybe in 30, 40, 50 years, they extend people's lives by a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Well, holy crap, imagine if you thought you were done <laughs> at age 65 and now you have to keep going. I'm not saying you have to work forever, but you better be growing and honing your skills forever. Right. right. Um, I think it was Peter Drucker. I think um, the, the management guru yep. author, I believe, I'm not sure about that. He's an author of, um, I believe it's like three or four dozen books. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, like the most respected guy, one of the most respected guys in business thought, yep. uh, thought leadership, and certainly the father of modern management. Let's say, I don't know the number, let's say he wrote 30 books. I believe it was something like 25 of them were written after the age of 65. Yeah, whatever the numbers are. Yeah. Is that, am I getting it's, that right? Is this it's Peter close Drucker? Enough. Yep. Is yep. it Peter Drucker though? Yep. Yes. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Like, talk about a guy that was like, I'm not done. Mm -hmm. Like, it's about continuing yeah. to go. Like, if we all had that approach forever, like why wouldn't you try and learn a language at age 55? Mm -hmm. Like 
yeah, let's learn to play guitar. Let's pick up CrossFit at age 70. <laughs> like it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like all those things, like it's about betterment. It's about this. So kind of pulling back uh, to success. So there is no finish line. So you're not check the box. I'm successful. You're continuing to grow and make it better. The other part of that is like it's society's definition too much, which is monetary. And oh my God, like I just know too many people with the inverse relationship between happiness and money. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to the next one, which is happiness. I'm not a huge, I like happiness better than society. So like on the spectrum, like that's better for me. Yep. Chase happiness over quote unquote success. Now, the problem with happiness is there's bad days. Like what if what if you have a bad day? Mm -hmm. What if your dog dies? Right. Like you're, you can't be happy then. So it's like I'm chasing happiness and I'm not happy. I don't like it for that reason. Also because like, well, um, me getting up at five in the morning doesn't make me to go to the gym. <laughs> I'm not happy there. What's making me happy is staying underneath the covers. Mm -hmm. Me pounding away on this project and getting in front of that group for a pr group presentation, I'm scared of that. I don't want to do that. It doesn't make me happy, so I'm not going right. to do that. Because right. so, being uncomfortable rarely makes yes. you happy. Yeah, but exactly. being uncomfortable is necessary for growth. Boom. Yeah. Love it. So we need another evolution. So it's not success. It's not happiness. I believe the better term that we should be probably chasing is fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, slash excellence, if you want to put that word in. <laughs> but fulfillment is a little bit different. Fulfillment is when I look back on what I've done. Man, am I proud of that. That to me, so if you can have hindsight in the present moments, mm -hmm. meaning at the end of my season, career, life, when I look back on this, am I gonna be really happy with the work ethic I put in, what I was focusing my attention on, and uh, meaning in terms of the details, and was I pushing the right levers? Am I chasing the right things? Was my ladder leaned up against the right wall? That to me is fulfillment. So if you're Viktor Frankl, put in a concentration camp for four years, man, like I really tough to like be happy. Yep. But you can be fulfilled because what he said was, when I get out of here, I'm gonna use this experience to help teach so many people about this. While I'm here, I'm going to help as many people as I can. And then you find purpose in the moment. I really like his definition of purpose because I think a lot of people are like, I gotta find what's the meaning of life and I gotta find purpose in what I'm doing. I have to find my passion. My take on that is you find it in the moment. It is, there is no, not one person has one calling, one purpose, one passion. It changes throughout. This is a little bit Michelle Obama type stuff. Mm. Her thing is, she hates the question of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like it's like it's a finite thing and it's one. And you once you become once. it, once you're a doctor, you're done. Mm -hmm. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm done. I'm going to be a professional baseball player and I'm done. Well, can't you also after baseball be a father and pour your heart in that? and then an entrepreneur, and then a mentor and a leader, and then a philanthropist. Wow, I butchered that word. <laughs> that was good. Philanthropist. Yeah. Can't you be so many different things? Like it's never about being, it's about becoming. Mm -hmm. It's about what you become in the process. And you can find purpose and passion in each of those things 
in the moment. Otherwise, what I think you do is you go, mm, this is hard, mm, I'm uncomfortable, mm, this doesn't make me so happy, this isn't my purpose, my passion, or my calling. Next, yep. and you're on the next thing. Yep. What if instead your purpose, your passion, your calling was to honor that moment with everything you have? You know, it's it's what he came up with because you can't rationalize why are you in this concentration camp? Mm -hmm. Why has your family been stripped? There is no way to rationalize it. You can't. So instead what you do is you find the meaning in it and the meaning is literally to just honor that spot you are. You do what you can with what you have for where you are in that moment. And if you do that on rinse, wash, repeat over and over again, that is the purpose of life. That is how you honor your life. That is how you find ultimate fulfillment. Awesome. One more time, why don't you just give us the defi your definition of chasing excellence? My take on it is ridiculous work ethic coupled with fanatical attention to detail while putting first things first. Good place to leave it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Patrick. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.